1: available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, everyone. We are extremely happy and proud to announce that we will be taking part in a Movember campaign this year, and the time is nigh to begin this effort in earnest. We will be engaging in some sometimes not-so-friendly competition this year to see who can grow the best Mo. And who can raise the most dough? Are you team Jer? You better be. Team Tay? Maybe team Bride? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Let us know in the comments over on Instagram and YouTube. And in the meantime, put your money where your mouth is and head over to sickboypodcast.com slash Movember to pledge your allegiance. Men's health is near and dear to us. We've spent hours chatting with people who have been through the ringer with everything from cancer to suicidal ideation and the importance of developing a dialogue around these incredibly important topics. On November 8th, we'll be hosting a free live show for our friends at Movember. We'll be speaking with Mitch Hermanson, good friend of the podcast, as well as the director of development over at Movember. We'll also be speaking with John Ollett, who is the Canada Research Chair in Men's Health Promotion at UBC's School of Nursing. And boy, oh, boy, we can't wait. Last but not least, on November 1st, we're launching a shirt collection that is 100% Movember inspired and 100% supporting our fundraising efforts. Every cent of profit from these t-shirt sales is going to the cause. So why not show your support and get some great new threads in the process? Go to shop.sickboypodcast.com to get yours today. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Angela. She almost died from pneumonia, and is the founder of the Canadian nonprofit organization My Grandfather's Cat. Let's talk about it. I do have dramatic coughs. I've, t- I've coughed so hard, but I throw my back out. Um, uh, speaking of throwing your back out, uh, this is not what we're here to talk about. But Angela. You just got you just got a car accident like days before showing up to the studio. Oh, yeah, whoa!
0: I did. Um, got T-boned in the rotary. A uh, really fun time. Um, you know, I if if you're gonna cut somebody off, cut them off. Don't go right into the side of their car but Buddy
3: hi Buddy
4: oh hi Rupert <laughs> oh, Rupert's <laughs> feeling Randy <laughs> but, Rupert. but Buddy made
0: a different call and yeah so I have whiplash <sighs> didn't actually believe whiplash was a thing beforehand I re- realistically thought it was made up sorry to all those people that have had whiplash and I'm an asshole <laughs> pretty real thing but it's very real and it really hurts so. yeah. yeah
4: I mean there are definitely lots of people who say they have whiplash and don't I think that's what gives whiplash a bad name I think you're right is that there's a lot 100%. of people mil- trying to milk
2: you you get that money because you can get that you can yeah. get that insurance money. Well, I'm glad uh, the accident didn't uh maim you to the point where you couldn't come to the studio today.
0: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Uh
2: glad you're here. Um you it, this is going to be really interesting because when you applied to be on the show, originally the idea was we were going to talk about um uh, my grandfather's cat, which we will get into um, a little bit later, but you also in your application uh talked a bit about uh, past experience you had in Toronto, and I really want to get into this because um, uh, pneumonia is something that I am pretty familiar with. I've been hospitalized with pneumonia a few times in the last few years. Um, not, it's never fun, certainly um, not. But f- personally speaking, my you know when i've when I've gone through it, it's it sucks for sure, but it's usually like a huge pain in my ass more than anything. Mm. There's definitely like, uh, because of the CF, there's definitely like a, Ooh, this this could be really bad, but it's never really that bad. It's, it's essentially me just laying up in a hospital bed, being pumped full of IV antibiotics for like three weeks Mm. and And watching a ton of movies and watching a fuckload (laughs) of movies. Yeah. Like that's it. It's kind of, it really is like a, a forced holiday. I was at
4: the, when I was at the ER yesterday, um, about my rib, I was in the room and there was like, there was a ton of, uh, paramedics and, uh, uh, and stretchers in the hallway because they're just like, the hospital is so stretched right now. Uh, in the emergency department, there's like stretchers all down the hallway and and the paramedics that bring them stay, go in and stay with them. And I was overhearing a paramedic talk to a person who I gathered from the conversation that I was hearing had pneumonia and they were basically like, yeah, you know, you could get, you could just be totally fine, or, or like it could kill you. Yeah. And, no. I, and I was like, wow, that's so, such a crazy thing to well, say. To her, I wanted to, wanted to ask to uh, the bear, I, to the person.
1: I wanted to ask is is your rib thing going to be your new bike accident?
4: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Jesus. No. As soon as I as soon, as soon as I don't feel this every time I breathe in, I won't, talk, I'll, I won't talk. I won't talk to you.
1: Do you think they call them stretchers because the more backed up there in the hospital hall, the more stretched. They are in the hospital. Yeah, we'll just
4: Second
0: we'll just um,
2: <laughs> we'll just gonna take a note here. Four minutes in, just cut, cut that <laughs> out. cut out what Brian just said. Um, Believe it. the people like it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, back to you, Angela, uh, because we invited you to our studio and being so rude and just talking and talking and talking. Yes, uh, I love it. You had pneumonia, but you didn't have the like forced vacation version of pneumonia that I've luckily had. You had like.
0: Yeah, that sounds really great compared to what I had.
2: Yeah, you had, like, fuck your life up pneumonia.
0: Yeah, well, ooh, I like that. I will call it that from now on. Um, (laughs) Mine started in October of 2018. It was Thanksgiving weekend, and I had a cold. And it was one of those really bad, like, kind of like you have the flu, you don't really know, like, pre-COVID times where it was just the flu or a cold. Mm -hmm. And it was really bad. I was with um, my boyfriend at the time, his family up on the lake. We were at the cottage. And I was kind of being, you know, a stick in the mud, and I had the flu. And the next couple of days, I started vomiting, and just I wasn't doing great. Mm. So,
2: and I, you don't have any like pre-existing no conditions. Healthy twenty-four-year-old, yeah,
0: completely healthy. Um, I went to the hospital and went to emerge because this is nothing like this is not a flu I've experienced before. They gave me some, uh, not antibiotics. Sorry. I wish they would have. Um, they gave me some, uh, nausea medication. They gave me an IV and they sent me home. I actually remember saying to the doctor at the time, I'm like, do I need antibiotics or anything? And he said, no, it's just the flu. So I got,
2: did they do like a, like, did they do a lung x-ray or anything like, yeah, right. Okay. I'm sure if they did, they would have went, Oh, there's a giant black spot in your lung. That's pneumonia.
0: Uh, 24-year-old girl, they thought sure. I was being dramatic. Uh, I went home. I was working from home. They were actually, again, pre-COVID days, they were renovating our office. So we were all working from home for three weeks, which is probably how this escalated as bad as it did. Mm. Um, every day got a little bit worse. Um, I stopped being able to eat. Not really, like, I didn't have an appetite, and I would force myself to eat if I did. Um, a week later, I went to a walk-in clinic, Where they gave me some codeine cough syrup and told me that I had the flu, pretty much stopped being a baby. and
4: How long later was that?
0: This was about a week later.
3: Mm. That's Uh, a long flu, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is
0: a flu that's gone over a week at this point, a week and a half. Um, So then another week goes by, and again, I'm getting worse and worse. I'm starting to lose weight. I'm only 94 pounds normally, and I was down to 82 pounds.
4: Holy Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So
0: I was skin and bones. That's
4: like... 15%. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that's Yeah, That's crazy.
0: It was a huge, huge drop in weight. And then I actually had to go in to work for the office for the day. They were showing everybody around, and they had a speaker come in. And I remember...
3: Oh, my God,
2: you must have looked like shit. I <laughs> you must have what? showed up to the office, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout-out
0: to my director, John, at the time, because he came up to me and said, Angela, you look terrible.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
0: he said, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I have the flu. And he said, and like, best guy in the world. And he said, no, you're not okay. And yeah. he called his family doctor because I'm from Nova Scotia and I was living in Toronto at the time, but I didn't try to switch family doctors because we all know how difficult it sure, is to get yeah, one yeah. in Nova Scotia. Yeah. I didn't know how long I'd be in Toronto. Totally. So yeah, I know not the greatest thing to do, but it's what I did. Um, I
4: would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> most of us would You take care yeah. of yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, I, where are we with this story? John. So yeah. he sent me home in an Uber, um, called his family doctor. Don't know what lie he told, but got me an appointment the next day. Um, and the next morning I woke up and I said to my boyfriend at the time, I was like, I don't think I can walk.
3: And so him and his mom,
0: God love them, took me to emerge. And this was one of the scariest moments of my life of it's a big crowded emergency room. We waited probably 10 minutes after we checked in. And then when I went to the triage nurse, the look on her face, she was scared. And I was like, Well, if she's scared, I should be scared.
3: Mm. And
0: she start, and I remember I was like just so in and out of it. I wrote everything down in my phone and I still actually have it in the notes app saved because I feel like it's a good thing to remember. Little
2: reminder, yeah. Little
0: reminder. And there's typos in it because of this is I was really deprived from oxygen at the time. And I read I read everything to her. I walked over the list.
2: I just wanted just I I'm so sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, this no worries. so rude. However, did you guys hear what she just said? There were typos because of a lack of oxygen.
3: <laughs> yeah, have, that's my excuse. I have,
2: I have 50% don't, lung function, don't, okay? Don't, don't. So next time you guys no. fucking harp on me no, 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 for putting no, no. a typo in the goddamn description of the episode, You don't get to just cop somebody's look, else's thing. It's the truth, all right?
0: Look, if you have a card, play it.
2: Thank you, thank you. I don't mean to be
1: rude, but I just need to really interrupt you to tell you this (laughs) excuse that I'm making up for
2: my poor ability
4: to spell words. You don't share that with me. I'm sharing that card. It's a good card. I'm
2: with you. We will
0: not. If we can share that card, we're taking it. Yeah, high
2: five. I'm not not, not accepting. Oh
4: shit! Sorry, I
0: forgot your whiplash. Oh my god. Jeez. Why did I high five her so hard? Why did
2: you? Why did you just bring her in for a massive bear (laughs) hug? (laughs) sorry. So you were, you, you were at triage. Nurse was terrified. You had the notes telling us about the scariest moment of your life. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we were going through the notes and she just said like, you need to slow down and go one at a time. Sorry, adjusting these. Um, and you need to go like one at a time and tell me when this started, when everything was going on. And so I explained it to her the best of my ability at the time. And I remember her looking at my boyfriend at the time and saying, do you know her information? And he said, yes. And, like, she said, go check her in and looked at my former mother-in-law and said, come with me. And this nurse bolted it. Like, she bolted it to a room. Oh, wow. Get, like, we went behind where everybody was waiting, like, where the nurses and doctors go in. She kicked somebody out of a room. Somebody had a broken limb or something and said, get out. Like, get up and walk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> put me in the room, got walk me changed, got an IV. And I remember looking at, she looked at my mother-in-law, put the oxygen...
2: The cannula. Yeah. Yeah. The little nose things. Yeah.
0: So that was, they gave me that. What's it
2: called? It's a cannula. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Very quickly, they switched to what I called, um, made me look like an elephant. So the elephant mask. Okay. So they switched to one of those. With the big hose on the end. Yeah. Yeah, So they switched to one of those. um, And the nurse just said, I'm going to get the doctor. You need to watch her numbers. And I was like, just so thrown off, right? Like she put an IV in my arm right away. I've never been rushed through emergency. Normally, mm-hmm. like, you wait, like, especially if it's Halifax, probably 10 plus hours. Right, yeah. And I was just so thrown off. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, this must be bad. And I remember waiting a few hours. And at that time, they were telling my boyfriend and his mom how bad this was. And he was calling my family and the whole nine yards so they could fly up from Toronto. But my, Holy shit. Yeah. But my, um, my grandmother had just passed away. And my grandfather was very dependent on my mom and dad at the time, so only my mom could fly up. My dad stayed with him. And I remember just not realizing how bad it was when the doctor came in and they walked through everything with me. And side story that's really great, Um, when they did figure out that it was pneumonia and they did the x-rays and blood work and everything, um, (laughs) this, um, this doctor came in and I think she was a resident Um, I think that's how she introduced herself. And she said, you have pneumonia, it is severe and it's because you have HIV (laughs) or we believe you have HIV.
3: Oh my
2: God. Yeah.
0: I forgot the best part of the story. Oh my
2: God. And I
0: was just sitting there like, like something's not adding up. And I was like, that's my boyfriend. We've been together for four years. Like he was tested before we got together. I was tested. Neither of us have HIV. And she was like, are you cheating on him? And I was like Oh my God. No, I'm not cheating on him. And she's like, This is the time that you tell us. And like he had obviously left the room and everything. And I was like,
2: they were like, Did you ask him? Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and so
0: I remember sitting there and I'm like I can I bet I swear on my life, like I'm not cheating on him. And then she just kept going through everything oh and I God. said, Okay, like take a step back. So you're telling me I have pneumonia and I'm dying from it, and it's because I have HIV because my boyfriend of four years is cheating on me. And she said, "Well, I'm not exactly sure, but that's kind of what it looks like right now."
4: So they did. Had they tested? Wow. They obviously they had tested not
0: you. tested me for HIV at this point. So
4: she's making an assumption.
0: She's making an assumption because they couldn't oh, wow. figure out how it had gotten so bad.
4: Is pneumonia w-
1: way worse? Way worse? for people with it's way worse HIV. It, oh, for sure. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, HIV is a
4: crazy immune.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that part was fun. And then I remember saying to her, "I was like, okay, so can I go home?" And then she looks at me like no I obviously didn't realize how severe it was. Yeah. And she said no sweetheart you're going to be here for a while. And at that point they didn't really know if I would ever leave. How crazy Holy is shit. it? I've so.
4: I've I've been in the I've been in the in the in the hospital in a in the setting where where I'm like everything's like relatively hunky dory, right? And everybody else is like fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are not. And the how did it how did you feel in the scenario? Like when you, when, when the dawning of realization happens where you're like, oh, you guys, you guys think I might die from this. Like you guys think I could be, de- I could be dead. where well, Was there a switch and what was that for you?
0: For me, it was on the, probably the third day I was there. So they put me in isolation. Again, they didn't know how this pneumonia had gotten so bad. So they put me in isolation and all my like my friends and my boyfriend at the time and his mom were allowed to come in, but they had to be like completely gowned up and like oh, wow. the whole nine yards and have to wear masks. And again, this is like pre-COVID world where wearing a mask was a weird And thing. this is because
4: yeah. you are just so immunocompromised. Yeah. That- so I have a weak
0: immune system or immunocompromised, however you want to put it. And they didn't obviously <laughs> know that at the time. Um, I'm just my parents have always joked that I'm just like. One of those kids that catches everything. So, Mm -hmm. like, I've had, well, I had pneumonia before, um, obviously not this bad. I've had bronchitis, tonsillitis. I had shingles three times. Whoa! Like, yeah, you name it, I've probably had it. Um, So, they just thought that, but it's actually a weak immune system. But
2: Do, do you know, like, at any point when you're going through this in the early stages or even later, were you ever told? like that this is a viral pneumonia or like a fungal pneumonia or a bacterial pneumonia. Did you get any sense of like where, what the, what type of pneumonia you had or was just the word, just pneumonia was pretty so much the word. So just pneumonia was yeah. said at
0: first. Right. Um, Cause it was a Friday. So they were going to do cultures, but they had, over the weekend, they couldn't do them, so we had to wait till Monday for that. Is that a,
1: that? That's a thing that they they just can't do them on weekends. Yeah. I'm always surprised at what's not open on weekends Apparently. in terms of like healthcare.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean like the labs. The labs yeah. don't run all throughout the weekend. It's like you can't you can't get blood work done on mm-hmm. a, on a Saturday. There's got to be staff
1: that are at least look like interested in working. Weekends too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a good not. Question. We should look into that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Weekends are, uh, R- weekends maybe, are important. Maybe that's a future
2: yeah. RC episode.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so I think it was about the third day where, again, they were talking like, the if this is what we're going to do if the antibiotics start working. This is what we're going to do if we don't. I wasn't involved in any of those conversations. My mom got there the next day, which made me really happy. But on the Saturday morning, something Something in me, something in my mind, my heart, I don't know what you want to call it, knew I wasn't going to leave that hospital. And the first time I was alone with my mom, I said, Mom, when I die... And she said, Sweetie, you're not going to die. And I said, Mom, when I die, this is what I want. And she said, Whoa. Okay, sweetie, like tell me. And I just... I didn't have a will. I was 24 years old. I had never even mm. thought about dying. Yeah. You never think when you're 24 you die. Um, and I remember saying to my mom, I was like... I don't want it to be sad, I want it to be a party, like I want it in our backyard and I want to have a pinata. I remember her looking at me and saying, Angela, we are not putting your ashes in a piñata. <laughs> and I was like, who is putting my ashes in the piñata, Mom? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, no, hold on, hold the phone. Yo, that's, that's a good idea. That is what oh, I'm yeah. doing. That is a good Guys, idea. Guys, a, a,
2: a fucking Jeremy Dust piñata? Let's yeah. do that. Wouldn't it be so cool if the piñata was in the shape of you, too? Oh, my God, yeah. That would like like cool. life-size, too? On a cross. Yeah, um, all right, we're what? getting a little far, but Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Glad i'm
0: helping you with all these ideas yeah, yeah
2: thank you yeah. thank you
0: but yeah so then my mom and i just started laughing and i think that's what we both needed is just a yeah. laugh at that time and
4: mm. how did your mom take that like when i mean shit it's, a, it's she, a, it, yeah. like going but telling also, your mom when i die i mean yeah and your mom thinking and, and just from your mom's perspective looking at you and going oh my god my daughter is She's she's talking about dying. She's very, she's in, that's the place you're in right now.
0: And Mm. you know, my mom still doesn't talk much about it, the whole situation and everything. And granted, it took me about a good year and a half to be able to actually admit Mm. it. If anybody brought it up to me, I'd completely brush it off. And Mm. my mom would do the same thing. And it took a long time for me to admit, like, it was really bad. Like Mm. I was on the edge and I was knocking on death's door and... And also yeah. just
2: like a good reminder. Like I know one of the things you said there was I was 24 and like no one thinks about dying at 24. But like these types of conversations, you know, the the types of, of, of conversations that surround like what you would fill out on your advance directive. Like these are things that we shouldn't be talking about with our loved ones when we're on mm-hmm. the fucking doorstep mm-hmm. of death. Yeah. Like they, they are conversations that should be had. On a semi-regular basis when things are good. Because (laughs) things can get really bad really quickly. And the last thing anybody wants is for that conversation to never have been had, you know? Yeah. The other thing that's interesting
1: about events, directives, and wills is that we will all eventually have to fill them out. So like everybody's going to die. So if you're I mean Stop procrastinating. I'm a procrastinator, so like I can understand why I yeah. might take a little bit longer to fill that out. But if you're the type of person who's like type A, you've got a to-do list and you're trying to tick things off, hmm. that shit is on your to-do list. You well, just yeah. might not have it written no. down, but it, or it's you could just, there. Or
4: you could just avoid it, never think about it. Uh, and if you <laughs> never think about it, it will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. Angela,
1: and An exactly. excellent
0: alternative. That's, yes.
4: hel- that's the healthiest way. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah.
0: Ignore yeah. it. I wanted
1: to ask about, um, yeah. because like it, it, it's interesting, the fact that you brought that up to your mom, And we're willing to go there. um, Have you always been that type of person that's like willing to like, you know, embrace tough or like awkward conversations? Do you just feel like that's like inherently part of you or Uh, where
0: did that come from? I'm cool at talking about really anything. I'll be the first person to tell you things like we'll get there. But like I don't have bladder control and I might pee my pants when I'm here. I will be the first person (laughs) like I told all you guys when I walked in. Um, Like top
4: three things you said. Yeah,
0: like, I, I might, I might pee my pants. Yeah, and, and that's like, Brian's
2: Share. chair you're sitting in, so you are totally welcome to piss all over that chair. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've always been, I've always been pretty, pretty open, pretty okay with having tough conversations. But in that moment, it was something that was like I just knew. I just don't know how to describe it, but I just
4: there's something something like-
0: in me knew that this was it and this was my time and. People say that all the time, but i I genuinely knew granted I was wrong, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't trust my gut instinct but
4: there's something about like there's just something about being um being in that vulnerable state that like makes you that I, I think that there's got to be some type of like innate evolutionary reason why we why our initial response is to close off like I was telling you and we, mm. we talked about this on the podcast in this the uh, on a Friday episode and we were talking about it. Um, right before we started recording about it, that I passed out the other night. Yeah. And, you know, wake, wake, waking up from that, immediately I'm going, I'm sorry. Like, I'm saying sorry to Brian. I'm saying sorry to, like, like mm. you know, I've done something that has caused somebody else to, to be scared or to... And then, and then thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to tell people about this. And, I mean, thank God I do this. So, you know, it only took me a day to be like, I need to talk about this yeah. and, and to get it off my chest so that I can, you know, not carry it around because it's, I'm carrying it. But, the, but the initial response is, I just want to like, I just want to keep it to myself. Like, I don't like, it makes me feel, makes me feel vulnerable. It makes me feel open. And there's something about that, that you just want to keep closed because it's hard to see how helpful it is when you, are open about it and you do and you do open up and talk about it I
0: believe it's really important to be open and a lot of this stuff like when I learned that I lost bladder control and I they kept saying you'll get it back but it's almost been three years and it's not back so it's one of those things that I'm just super open about and I think people really I don't know they they react really well to it when I'm like hey like I might pee my pants when I'm here and they're like all right cool It's real and it's it's it's, it's
4: funny. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a comedy to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if it happens, it happens. Well, I'll just like laugh it off. I've got extra pants in my car and we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. So, but got a rental by the way. (laughs) Not my actual (laughs) car. That's in the show. So, so
4: you're in the, so, so you have this experience (laughs) with your mom. This is, you know, this is on day three. Like how, how long is this experience being in the hospital?
0: So I was there six days and it was on the fourth day Um, that I, in the morning, so this is super gross. Um, but because they were pumping oxygen into my nose so quickly, I was getting scabs in my nose
3: Mm, from
4: it being dry.
0: Yeah. So they gave me Q-tips to scrape the scabs out of my nose. Uh, You can cut this part out if you want. No, Um, no, I bet that feels
1: so good. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Like it
0: really does. Um, but I realized that that morning I could take the oxygen off for longer than I could before. Mm. And I remember the doctor or the nurse, somebody came in, this is all super blurry, um, came in and said, hey, like, like you're, you're not doing great, but we're going to keep you on the oxygen. Like, you're going to be okay kind of thing. They were all so comforting in the way of t- constantly telling me I was going to be okay.
3: Mm.
0: And m- again, I had no idea that there was a possibility of me not being okay. Right. Um, so I remember saying to the doctor, I was like, I can breathe. And he was like, no, you, you can't, sweetheart. Like, you can't. And I was like, I can and so he was like, all right, so dude's amazing and he saved my life and I owe my whole life to him, but he's kind of a dick. So he dropped my <laughs> oxygen from a 10 to an 8 and said, all right, breathe. And I did. And now, granted, I was taking really deep breaths. So I wasn't there yet. And they ended up putting it back up to a 10 later that day. But, um, but over you, the next couple I
4: proved it though. I like, proved yeah.
0: my point and that's all that really yeah, matters. Proof of concept. Yeah you got to be right. So over the next couple of days, they eventually lowered it. Um, and once I got off the oxygen, because I had friends and family coming in constantly, like I have the best support system in the world. Even when I was in Toronto, they said, like, as long as you have people now that you're off oxygen, you can take the rest of the antibiotics at home. And I remember my doctor saying to me, like, as long as you can walk out of here. And I was like, what do you mean? As long as I can walk out of here. Of course, I can walk out of here. And I like, I remember my mom put my sneakers and socks and sneakers on me, tied my shoelaces. And when I stood up, this was the first, one of the first few times I had stood up and I had to have two people help me and I could walk down the hallway, but I had to hold onto the doctor's arm. Mm. I didn't realize how weak I had actually Mm. become. And he just talked to me. He's like, I just want to get you away from everybody to make sure you're actually okay with going home. Like, are you going to have a support system with good people? Are people going to be there? And I said, yeah, like. I have the best friends and family in the world. They, they will be there. So he let me go home, and he said, okay, well, I'll have to see you, like, next week and the week after, and... A little distracted. Sorry about R-
2: Rupert's just do- just doing, su- like, fucking <laughs> suplexes in the corner here. <laughs> Rupert's too adorable. <laughs> That's
0: um, But, yeah, and then afterwards, I had to almost relearn how to walk. I remember my mm. mom and I, every day, my mom was, like, holding me up while we'd walk. From my apartment building to like, from like our apartment to like the next, the door next to us. And then the next day after we walked to the elevator and then we'd walk to the end of the hall. Like that's how we were working on it. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first shower I took when I was home. Um, I couldn't obviously stand up. I kind of like sat in the tub with the shower on me. And my mom was so terrified. She watched. There is a moment I don't wish upon anybody being 24 years old and having your mom supervise your shower that cuz she was so terrified that I was going to collapse or you, You're holding,
4: her. The, railing? Are you holding much, the railing
0: pretty much Treated me like I was eighty five.
4: Is there grip on the on the bath on the tub floor? Is there a grip pad? <laughs> so
1: almost as bad as Jer having his mom take bandages off of his penis
2: yes, after he was circumcised. Yeah. Oh six,
4: yeah, that's a very had, similar experience. Sixteen, 16 years, years old. Yeah. <laughs> I think
2: that's a little worse, but we, it's not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Angela, I mean, you, you you what you know you get you get you get released from the hospital. Hey, buddy. Um, but what kind of damage? Do you, do you know, like, what kind of damage was done um, in terms of, like, lung damage or, like, your, you know, your heart or... I know, I know but, like, I came in here before we started recording and you were... I believe you guys were talking about, like, memory loss. Like, yeah, so what, what kind, so of, what kind I, of ramifications, other than pissing your pants, thank um, you. were a part of that process?
0: <laughs> um, so, obviously, I lost bladder control. Mm. Um, they were pumping fluid through me so quickly that I lost all sense of bladder control. So right now I've, <laughs> so right now I've kind of figured out a system of like how often I go to the bathroom to right. avoid accidents, which I did not at first. Um, but yeah, I have damage. I have an irregular heart rate now. Um, they can't figure out why I've had heart monitor after heart monitor and there's, they can't figure it out. Ooh. So they just said like, cause of the pneumonia and how low my heart rate was, that, or how high my heart rate was. I think it was 145 resting. Whoa!
1: Yeah, you better watch Whoa. what you say about your heart around here, because if you pass out, I'm liable to break your ribs performing <laughs> CPR. Size. He really is. He really <laughs> he is.
2: is. He's not going to be checking the pulse. like that right now. It's his go-to move. You don't even have
4: to be passed out. You
2: could just you be, like, be taking a
4: nap. <laughs> yeah, you could just be like, I'm feel, I'm not feeling too good, and he's like, let me do chest compression. I
1: have a lot today. of trauma, so I'm hyper concerned <laughs> yeah. about people uh, being asleep <laughs> around me. Right. Wait,
0: hold I that, mean, you could. That is there good. could be worse things to do that is it
4: that is a crazy heart rate though like that's that's really wild wait what what happened with the hiv
0: oh Uh, yeah yeah. Yeah. so they just oh they (laughs) let me know the week after by the way we fired
2: that woman
4: (laughs) yeah
0: i wish (laughs) by the way you tested negative for hiv and i was like oh by the way
2: what was like, your that's thought? Not a
0: by the way, you're really? like, I knew
2: <laughs> that, you ding dong.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like, I knew the whole time I didn't have HIV. Like, it literally wasn't possible.
4: But was there a part of you that was like, holy
2: shit, I could
4: have no, HIV? No, my, like, my
0: ex boyfriend was the laziest person in the world. There's no, like, he wouldn't put the <laughs> effort into cheating on me. <laughs> but, but, uh, but sorry, also. sorry, Matt, if you're listening to this. I'm really sorry. Funny. You
1: that's could funny. possibly, though, like, get it, get HIV not. This is true. sexual transmission this too, right? This is right?
3: true.
4: But so you can. It's very, It's. I mean, it's yeah. circumstances are...
1: I mean, it, also just, and the whole way that that doctor approached
2: that,
0: that, that is was fucking bananas. That is, really
2: yeah. bananas. Yeah. that is really bananas. Yeah. Like, that like that is really bananas.
0: Like, she was certain. Like, yeah. she was so certain, and I was like, I feel like I would ask more questions first.
2: Yeah, and like,
3: here, yeah, like
0: like like take my blood other, and like maybe, just go uh, do
2: the at test. At least a question or two, or yeah. Or
0: maybe it's misdiagnosed pneumonia. Like, mm. why wasn't that a possibility first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so a week
2: goes
4: by, and then they tell you.
0: Yeah, they at the follow up appointment where they did more X rays, mm. and so yeah, there's damage to my lungs. Like the winter sucks; it's so hard to breathe mm. in the winter for me.
4: Wait, so
1: uh, I'm just confused about long term damage from pneumonia in general. As you're going into these things, um, why why does pneumonia have such? Because like my in my brain, I was thinking of pneumonia as you know sort of a an elevated version of of the flu um, yeah. in layperson's terms. That Like, I'm imagining you being, like, laid out in the hospital for three weeks. It's really bad. You could almost die. But, like, how does it affect your body in a way that is causing the long-term damage?
0: So what doctors have explained to me is my body was fighting as hard as it could. So it was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And after that fight, it was just broken. So there's just parts that were just broken and damaged from that fight. And it just won't be the same. Or maybe over time it will. But... It's not looking good. It's been three years, so. Whoa, but
2: I I don't know. Yeah, like- and I don't know this for sure, but I'm I, I'm I'm willing to bet that there's a a risk of like scarring. Um, yeah,
4: like where that, like where the pneumonia is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, a, again, listen, Louise, if you're if you're listening, which I'm sure you've stopped listening ages ago, but please send us an email and let me know if I was right or wrong on that, uh-huh. um, and word it just as strongly as you did your very first email. I mean, if there's doctors listening and can also add, yeah, that to
4: that yeah, field yeah, please yeah. do. And um, and you you mentioned also memory issues.
0: Yeah. So I was deprived of oxygen for a decent amount of time. I don't know exactly how long. Um, but it was a decent amount of time. And after I remember people were telling me about different moments in my life and I was like, okay, weird. Like maybe I'm just tired. and I don't remember. But eventually I realized that, yeah, I had some memory loss and I talked to my doctor about it. I'm like, is this normal? And he's like, yeah, for like the amount of time you're without oxygen or your oxygen levels were low, then this is pretty common. So Mm. I've got huge gaps of memory especially like right before and right after I got sick which I just I don't remember like there's pictures of me and like granted I was drunk but I don't (laughs) remember like these moments and even moments I was sober there's photos of me that I don't remember being there so it was scary at first and I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't cry over those moments but Mm -hmm.
4: there's something about like black there's something about like blankness in your life that is very I mean if anyone's ever been like blackout drunk I mean it's like it's like if you wake up if you wake up and you realize you were blackout drunk, like it's it's super uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, it's you know? a scary feeling.
4: Like you're like it, it it feels so horrible to know that there was a there was like a moment where you were living that you don't remember being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess when you're drunk it's different because yeah. like you weren't you know, it's not like you were at risk of running around, you know, doing something absolutely insanely Maybe. ridiculous. I mean, maybe you were. Maybe the glory days. But like, scary, like, scary to scary to go. I don't, you know that that happened. I was there. I can see. I can see the photo. I was there, but there's that mm. in my mind. I, I'm not. I wasn't. It yeah. was
0: scary. Um, I'm used to it now. Like people can show me photos, and I'm like, oh yeah, and I can just almost play along, but. Yeah, it was great. Do you guys have child size in these headphones? Because my (laughs) tiny little head is not.
2: You can take those off if they're
4: if they're distracting. It's fine. I
0: got it.
1: My ribs are too
4: sore to be to be to be laughing. I was (laughs) going to say
1: too, like specific one of the specific moments you were talking about before we started recording when uh, before Jared got here, and just to tell Jared, like there was the the photo of you in on the Paris trip.
0: Yeah, and Emma will be listening to this, so it was at the Eiffel tower and her and I had stayed late other than my other girlfriends to watch it sparkle. And I am told of this story, um, because I don't remember it all.
1: And you weren't drinking. We were not. That's crazy.
0: No, very sober trip in Paris. i not kidding, like we actually stayed sober. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and there's these beautiful photos of me and her in front of the Eiffel Tower, sparkling, and I don't have a single memory of it. Wow,
1: that's totally nice. Th- so nice. Yeah. So yeah, what a memorable, like what one experience. It was a once-in-a-lifetime moment,
0: and, yeah. and photos look great, but yeah, yeah I, hey, but I, mean, I missed it. So
4: hopefully, you find your way back to Paris and you can just recreate. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Chunk. So <laughs> we get I, time.
2: you know, we we've we've covered like the the. Physical ramifications of what you went through, and you made a full recovery, um, but I know that going through that process um, it took a pretty pretty big toll on your mental health
0: oh yeah, that for me, I can live with um, peeing my pants that i 'm cool with, I can live with it being cold, like hard to breathe when it 's cold, but the mental health part was a whole other whole other can of worms, yeah. so. I got, How bad did it get? It got bad. It got bad. Um, because every everything in life went back to normal, and I was not normal, and I was not the same person. Mm. And everybody in my life was treating me like the same person, because to them, I, I was. But mm-hmm. in my mind, I was, I was a completely different person. I, I never will feel as good as I did beforehand. I will never feel the same. And I kept trying to do all these things to make myself feel better. And like I went on the keto diet and the whole 30 diet and I was running. I ran a, ran a 10 K with one of my girlfriends we ran the blue nose and I kept trying to do all these things. And I was like, okay, if I do this, I'll be better. Mm. If I do this, I'll be myself. And a lovely side effect too was six months after my hair fell out. So my hair, like I got down, like it wasn't completely, but it completely thinned out, um, which is a side effect of trauma and something like that. Cause Mm. if, I hadn't been through enough the universe threw that one to me so then my hair started falling out and so every time I ran my fingers through my hair I would get clumps of oh my God, wow. hair so that was awful um, I don't know if this
1: is a crazy thing to ask or not but you you mentioned that you you seem to like get every sort of like flu yeah. and and like shingles and so on when you were a kid and then you had this like really bad bout of pneumonia and then all of these sort of symptoms that that come afterwards too um, is it possible is there any possibility that like there could be that could be the result of like some type of autoimmune disorder or like some like collection of you know symptoms that result
2: in something like lupus or yeah because we've been doing that. this That's show for thought. six years yeah. Yeah. and, and <laughs> it, yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I mean Brian I think what you're trying to say is He's got lupus lupus. for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, without a doubt, 100%, it's lupus. In your medical opinion.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy.
2: It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend.
1: I'm just curious, and like, I'm asking that from a completely uneducated standpoint. Like, has anybody ever said, "Oh, maybe there could be something else going in, on in your body, or this is just like this, like clearly is a result of of that pneumonia"?
0: So the doctors told me I have a weakened immune system, and I've always had a weak immune system. Okay, um, but we are having all those conversations, and then COVID hit.
3: Oh, so obviously mm.
0: that's not a priority at all in right. our healthcare system right now. So hopefully after. If there's ever an after COVID, mm. um, I can talk to my doctors again and we can start doing those tests, Ooh. but.
4: Which would be interesting because we actually just learned <clears throat> recently, uh, that on audio auto disorders are, 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 are a oftentimes a product that, well, we learned that females in general have better immune systems like on mass and, uh, that, that is why, that is why, uh. Females have way higher prevalence of autoimmune disorders because autoimmune disorders are actually uh, more so a cause of um, your immune system being too good. Your immune system is it, it's it's so good that it wants to attack you.
3: Okay. Yeah. So like, that's just an
4: interesting. It's a it we you know it's an interesting thing. We chatted about it on the on the show a couple weeks ago. It's something that we can chat about after. But mm-hmm. um,
2: I, I want to come back to the mental health thing because I know that you're you know this like trauma induced depression. Yeah. Got pretty severe um and maybe if you could just kind of like take us through the lowest point there because i correct me if i'm wrong that ties into pretty heavily um into the 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 founding of uh, my grandfather's cat
0: yeah do you want to give a heads up for a suicide trigger warning i don't know if you guys do that here or... i think you just did cool right, so there you there's go. your heads up guys yeah um I didn't know if there was some formal disclaimer. All good. So um, in May or maybe, yeah, March of 2019 is when they cleared me. Like, they were like, okay, like, you're, you're good. Like, you're finally cleared from this pneumonia. That's the term they kept using. Like, you're, you're cleared. And I was like, well, I'm not okay. And they're like, well, we'll see you in a year. And I was like, great. Um, so that's when the depression really started. And I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be better. Why am I not better? And then it kind of spiraled after that. I went to Ireland with my boyfriend at the time. We had a great trip. And when we came back from that and, like, I came back to my life, I was like, I don't want to live this life. Like, I don't want to live like this. I didn't. I, I love my job. And I still have the same job, but I do it in Halifax now. And I loved my job, and I didn't want to go to my job. I didn't want to hang out with my friends. I didn't want to go for drinks because, granted, if I drank, I peed my pants. And it just got worse and it spiraled and it spiraled throughout that summer. And it was towards the end of that summer where I woke up one morning and I was like, all right, you need to figure the best way out and the best way to not hurt your family. Cause my family's been through so much loss. And I was like, how is the, how can I kill myself the best way that the minimal people will get hurt?
3: And oh. this is
0: the thought process I was having. And then I Kind of like almost like woke up from my own thought process and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you saying? What are you thinking? Ooh. What are you doing? Like, something is wrong. And I remember I went to my doctor and he said, We never uh, talked to you about trauma induced depression, did we? Or the depression you could experience after this? And I said, No, nobody ever even mentioned it. Like, I'm one of the happiest people like around, like I'm a happy go lucky life is great. Like annoyingly happy kind of person.
3: Hmm.
0: And here I was so very sad and not telling anybody. I wasn't telling a soul in my life. Um, I was telling my boyfriend at the time, but that was pretty much it. Um, And the doctor um, started me on antidepressants, but he wouldn't give me enough that I could kill myself with them pretty much. Hmm. And it was like, you have to like come back and get more and, it was one of those things where like it kind of clicked and I was like, okay, like you have depression. Like this is how you get rid of depression. Like you, you go for runs and you eat healthy. So I started doing all of that. And obviously it's not that simple when Mm. it's something like this. It's not, and it's not a solution. And this is where, um, I like to say the part of my life where things started falling into place. And I think it was a little out of my control, but I, um, I decided to make every change I possibly could. I broke up with my boyfriend. He moved out of our apartment. I was trying to figure out our next steps where when the opportunity came up for me to transfer my job back to Halifax, they offered me a position which was the same pay and everything but to work in Halifax. And I was like, yeah, I wanna be on the next flight. So it took a few months of a transition before I got to move and my dad drove all the way to Toronto to pick me up and all my stuff because he's the best dad. Um, And yeah, so I moved back to, I was moving back to Halifax. I was making changes. I was cutting out people in my life that were not great, and not supportive. Um, It was really looking, like things were really looking up. And then my grandfather died. Mm. And I loved my grandparents very, very much. And I was very close with them growing up. And I was just completely devastated. And two of my girlfriends had actually come to visit me in Toronto as, like, a last hurrah before I moved away. And I remember I was standing outside of Castle Loma when my dad called me. And I was just just in such shock. And then I just had this thought of, like, what's going to happen to Mackenzie, which is my grandparents' cat. And it was my grandfather's cat after my grandmother had passed away. And my mom was like, okay, well, we'll post about her on Facebook and we'll see if we can find... A home for her and I'm like well I'm taking her like I'm moving home and my mom's like well why don't we take that as the last resort Mm -hmm. considering your plan is to live with us for a few months why don't we take that (laughs) as the last resort because Mackenzie is a nasty mean growly cat and I was like okay well that will be the last resort and obviously like we post on Facebook taking to taking her to a shelter wasn't an option and Mm. when I moved home we my dad and I went and got her and granted we had to wear gloves to get her into the cat carrier. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So then I, I got Mackenzie, and I was home with my parents and it was January and I was like, I'm going to try to do everything I can to get myself out of this, this, this <laughs> darkness. And I did everything. Um, like you name it, a healthy diet exercise. Um, power poses like standing in the mirror yeah. and just saying like great things about yourself, uh, positive affirmations, therapy, better help would highly recommend. Um, mm-hmm. like all these different things I kept doing, like better help the, uh, like yeah. the company better help. Yeah, like, like the sponsor
1: yeah. for this podcast. All right. Uh, that would have been a great transition. Go to BetterHelp.com. It really would have really
2: been great.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, sorry about uh, that guys.
2: <laughs> well, <unfortunately, laughs> we'll reach out to them see if they'll, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they do sponsor podcasts. So. They do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. One can dream.
1: <laughs> but
0: um, yeah. So you're you uh, you doing
1: all these things. Sorry, I, I interrupted you when you were saying better help, but therapy worked. has, has been working
3: well for you?
0: Um, it, it worked. It helped. It helped me get through this kind of hurdle. But what ultimately helped me is just being honest with everybody around me hmm. and admitting, like, hey, like I'm super depressed. Mm. Like I am having suicidal thoughts and I'm not okay. And I can't have normal everyday conversations about like why you're mad at your boyfriend or mm. like why your job sucks. Like I can't mm. have those conversations because I'm depressed.
2: Setting boundaries.
0: Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really, I, I created this almost world for myself where people understood that I was depressed. People asked me if I was okay People, people gave a shit cause they do, they do. Everybody does care about you in your life. And, but when you're depressed that like, that's not even a thought. Mm-hmm. Mm. And gradually I just, things just kept getting better and better. And actually when the pandemic hit, it was great for me cause I was living with my parents and they had two other cats at the time plus Mackenzie. And I was just like hanging out with the cats and taking videos and working during the day um, my parents were building a cottage at the time. So we'd go, I'd help my dad outside of the cottage and slowly and slowly it, it got better and mm. things really, really got better. And to the point where I don't even know, like there wasn't like a breaking point where I was like, okay, I'm not depressed anymore. And I, I know there's still parts of me that are, there's things that will come up or trigger me. Like I had to get a COVID test cause I was in an exposure zone. I had to get a COVID test and I had a full on panic attack Mm. because it reminded me of being in the hospital with the culture swabs Mm. and all of that. I had a full panic attack. I sat in the backseat of my car and cried. It Uh. was not a pretty moment. Um, But yeah, so there's still moments like that. And then it kind of pushed me into a a downward spiral for a few days until I was like, okay, go back to the list. Here's all the things you do. And here's all the things that are going to help you get out. Like there's no magical fix to Mm. it. Um, but there's lots of different things that you can do and take control. And even when you don't feel like you are in control at all, you can. Um, but, yeah, so one of the greatest things that helped me out of it was probably where you're transitioning to now. Yeah, yeah. Was TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably the weirdest, weirdest
2: thing <laughs> Yeah, so. totally. Ah,
3: so, I, well,
2: I, yeah, I mean, continue because this is, you know, all all of this backstory – Sort of gives um, really great context to to the founding of my grandfather's cat, which is a a nonprofit organization that you've started. Um, give give our listeners a, a a sort of rundown on what the organization is all about and and how that sort of came to to fruition.
1: Do it, should, and before you do that, do I need to get uh, like Kleenex or something? Because I'm like feel like I'm on like the emotional cusp of like. Like this whole story has just been—it's
2: <laughs> a pretty—it's a pretty, it's a pretty <laughs> really touching it, to it, me. Like it's, it's—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very much like Sick Boy, where it's it's simultaneously hilarious and and also very heart heartwarming. Yeah, it's I was super, gonna say yeah.
0: That pretty I much fucking sums it up.
1: love heartwarming stuff. You really do.
2: <laughs> well, here, actually, you know what? For so for for context, then before we get into it, uh, I've got two videos teed up here. Um, our listeners won't be able to see this, but if they want to. Uh, Keep up with um, what we are looking at here. Um, On Instagram, uh, check out Grumpy Mac, um, which is the Instagram for Mackenzie, the cat that you took from your your grandfather who passed away. Um, And uh, what's what's Mackenzie's TikTok account?
0: Um, So the TikTok was never supposed to be a thing for more than my friends and my family. So it's just Aunt Refuse with an E. Okay. okay or, yeah, right, sorry, with a right, three sure, instead of an E. Sure, but sure. You can type in Mackenzie the cat and she will come up. Okay, so <laughs> so
2: uh, this first video here, uh, you'll be able to hear it, folks, but uh, highly recommend you go check this out either on, uh, on any of the socials.
0: And maybe turn your sound down a little bit. Can you say Merry Christmas?
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
4: Dude, you're lucky. You're Yo. lucky. You're not rocking a glass Yo. Yo. eye.
2: Yo. Here's another one. Here. Yeah, I have to go to work.
0: Are you gonna be a good girl today? You are. Do you want me to take you to work with me?
2: Oh my god, no. dude.
0: But it's take your cat to work day. I oh, know that's not a real thing, but I wish it
2: was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my God! So that's my, God.
0: Oh. my favorite is
2: like it's so like for folks that aren't watching, it is the cutest cat. Yeah, <laughs> such an adorable cat. but yeah. just so grumpy. Oh my
4: God! Can we watch this one one more time? I really want to see it freak out. <laughs> yeah, sure.
3: Can you say
0: Merry Christmas?
3: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! Yeah, that that
0: scratch took a while to heal. Uh, No
2: doubt. Word.
3: Uh. So
0: I took that video on Christmas morning to send to my aunt, um, just to say like, "Oh, Merry Christmas from us!" It's our first like kind of Christmas with Mackenzie as part of the family, Um, and obviously, it didn't turn out the way I originally planned, and I posted it on Facebook. And tagged my aunt and my like my different aunts in my family and my normally super annoying older cousins um, said you guys should like you should post that on TikTok like you should go viral as if like you sign up to go viral. Right, right yeah. Um,
4: tec- tec- you should go viral. When you post it, there's <laughs> a box. You guys should do the viral yeah, thing. check the viral. There's a box like, you yeah. just
1: check a, would you I, like this to go I, viral? I would like this yes. post to go viral, please. Thank you. Good yeah. pet content just does. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing for sure. <laughs> so
0: I had made a TikTok at the beginning of the pandemic, like everyone had. And I think I made, posted one video Mackenzie at the time that had like 10 views. Yeah. And so I posted this one and it got like 75,000 views. and all these people were commenting and saying like where did you get this cat like whose cat is this and I kept commenting back like it's my grandfather's cat I adopted her when he passed away so on and so on and Mackenzie's not a normal name for a cat either I don't know where my grandparents came up with that but so on (laughs) and so on like people kept commenting like why would you name your cat Mackenzie and I said it's my grandfather's cat and over and over and then people started asking for more videos so I was like I've got a year's worth of Grumpy Mackenzie videos. That's so, so good. So I <laughs> started posting them. And then one of our grumpy cuddle videos, um, like the one we watched, um, got 400,000 views. And then all of a sudden we had 10,000 followers and 20,000 followers. And then I was bored and went on Amazon and bought Mackenzie a harness. Like, you know, when you're, like, pandemic shopping and yeah, all yeah, the right. things you don't need. Like, so I bought her a harness, and I was like, wouldn't she look cute in, like, a little pink harness on the deck?
1: I
2: bought oh, Rupert oh a God. propeller hat.
0: See, you get it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I totally get oh it. Oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> yeah, he it, did. <laughs> Brian's like, well, this, this fucking puppy's not looking like a puppy anymore, so I got to do something cute <laughs> to make it more relatable on TikTok. I, I, bought, a, I,
4: I, bought, a, I bought a bed that is, it's it looks like a hot dog, and it says hot dog on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog bed. And <laughs> it makes hot... me
0: feel better about my band. Oh, yeah.
4: I, and, I, and that was an Instagram match. Yeah.
1: yeah I, oh, those are the worst. Wait, so know, you, right? you bought a harness and then you started walking Mackenzie?
0: Well, I started by taking her in the backyard. Like it had snowed and she was playing in the snow piles and she was having a great time. And I was like, I wonder how far I could push this with her um so then i like my parents cottage is like two minutes from her house like it's a long story um (laughs) but i put her in the car and drove her down to the cottage and she loved it like she just sat on the seat in the car and she loved it so i took her down to the cottage and she like trotted around we went to the beach and she had a great time best And then I was like, okay, how far can I push this? So (laughs) then I kept like, we kept going and I took her to like another beach. And then we took her on like a walking trail and then company started sending us stuff because we got more followers. So (laughs) this company sent us a, like a cat backpack. So my mom and I took her on a hike and we kept going. And then,
1: and, and she liked it. Like she
0: loves it. She loves going on adventures. That's so funny. The like top was when I took her in the kayak. Oh, and no. we started kayaking together. Oh God. Obviously, that's when we started getting a lot of followers. And Mackenzie loves to be in the kayak. She absolutely loves what? kayaking. So like when she's grumpy, she's grumpy. Well, when she's happy, she's an amazing adventure it. cat. That's so so, so how did
2: my grandfather's cat, um, the organization, like how did that come into play?
0: Well, people started commenting on our TikToks. And that was back in the day when I actually read. The comments on our tiktoks they started getting mean once we hit 100k so. yeah no yeah.
4: doubt oh yeah. 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 yeah calling all trolls yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you all suck um <laughs> but yeah so people start commenting saying like where'd you get this cat and i was like it's my it was my grandfather's cat i adopted her when he passed away and people were saying like i wish i could adopt my grandfather's cat and i was like or like They were saying, like, my grandmother died, like, not knowing what would happen to her cat, and we had to take her to a shelter. And I was like, well, there has to be somewhere where people, like, can arrange homes for their pets. Mm. Um, So I've worked in nonprofit at this point for, like, three years. So I'm always looking for, like, resources for people. So I Googled, and I Googled, and I kept trying to find something. And nothing existed that you could arrange a home for your pet, other than, like, posting it on your own Facebook page and hoping for the best.
1: It's crazy because... Literally a month ago, I had a friend who lives out of town and her grandparents are here yeah. and uh, her grandmother died and her grandfather died um, previous to that. And uh, she was asking us for help um, trying to find a home for her grandmother's oh, cat. yeah. Yeah. Like a month ago. So it's so... It happens it's, so, it's so often. Yeah, it's so common.
0: And I was like, well, all this is is marketing. Like I work in marketing and PR. Like this is just marketing for cats. Like... There's got to all this is is a website and some social channels. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is easy. Um, I could do this. And so I like had this newfound confidence all of a sudden from this little TikTok fame that we got, um, being a micro influencer.
4: (laughs) I mean like a medium influencer, right? I mean like how many followers did you end up getting on TikTok? I think we have
0: 115 right now.
4: I mean, yeah, that's a... I'd say you're a... We're
0: obviously taking a break after the car accident. I can't really go on adventures, (laughs) so... um,
1: Mackenzie wasn't in the car with you. She
0: certainly was not in the car. So, yeah, that was the first question everybody had when I was (laughs) like, hey, we're taking a break. I got in a car accident. They were like, was Mackenzie in the car? And I'm like... Is Mackenzie okay? (laughs) Is Mackenzie okay? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I was like, I I can build a website. Like, granted, I need a little help from one of my friends. But, like, I can build a website. I can start social channels and... I can do this so I incorporated it as a nonprofit. kind of kept it as like a little secret didn't tell anybody I was doing it and kind of got the courage up and I remember I told my mom and my mom was like well like are are there legal implications of doing this I remember that was the first thing she said to me and Mm. I was like I'm like I don't think so but I'll figure that part out. Always a good question.
4: I can't yep. see the legal implications, but always good to consider. There is not.
0: I have consulted a lawyer. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um,
0: but yeah, so it was one of those things where, and my, I know my mom just didn't want me to get my heart broken. And yeah. my dad was the same way. And I um, I decided to launch it on my grandfather's birthday. Oh. Oh. Sorry about that one. Um, <laughs> because my grandfather loved his birthday. Brian's
4: going to break. Uh. So, Brian's breaking right yeah.
0: now. I, I remember I just posted on my own Instagram, like maybe like, two weeks or three weeks beforehand. I'm like, Hey, like I'm launching this idea. Here's the Instagram. Like I designed the logo on Canva. Like this <laughs> is how like not.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Like
0: this was yeah. never supposed to be this big. Yeah.
4: Canva's oh, growing. Hey, dry. canva's, canva's can- great. Canva's, uh, canva's, canva's blown up. where's up. Yep.
0: If only we could segue into a campus sponsorship. Uh, yeah, we, should, we, have right? no, we have no
4: campus sponsorship. Where we're going we right
2: no now? Roll that ad.
4: <laughs> so did did it did it grow? Like have you been have you been helping place?
0: Yeah. So pets? on our launch day, I uh, I sent out a press release. Um, like I pulled some media names off Google. Um, we sent out a press release. I made a TikTok. Um, I told my family and friends, and I hope for the best. And my only goal was to help one cat in the first year, and I wanted to raise 750 bucks because that's what I calculated the expenses mm, would be for mm-hmm. the year. Our first donation was 500. Wow! We got 6,000 emails the first day.
3: Wow! Whoa. Whoa! Yeah, wow.
0: it went viral on TikTok. It's got I think it's got over a million views. Crazy. Um, yeah, and from there it just people were sharing it like crazy. It was like. How has no one ever thought of this? And it just, it just snowballed and it just kept growing and growing. And like combined, I think our audience is over 160,000 now across all of our channels. Um, Mackenzie has 22,000 followers, which is amazing (laughs) considering here two years ago, this was a cat nobody wanted and now (laughs) she's got 22,000 followers. Um, (laughs) And we've done 15 adoptions.
3: Oh, oh my so God. Awesome.
0: Yeah, it's been four months. Now, yeah. is,
2: it, is it only cats or do you guys uh, do other, other pets as well?
0: So right now we're just cats and dogs. Okay. But we get emails almost daily about parrots. Ooh. So parrots live to be like 80.
3: They live a long yeah. time. And I
0: don't know if people know what? this when they adopt.
2: Whoa, what? Yeah, yeah that's birds. Thing, yeah. Birds yeah. live a long time, dude. All birds? A lot of birds, yeah. Parrots in particular, but they live live a long time. I didn't know that.
0: And so people are like reaching out to us about parrots, and like I don't know anything about rehoming a parrot. Great business idea for somebody to help rehome parrots, because I know nothing about it. We are not taking on parrots anytime soon, but right now we've done uh, 14 cats and one dog.
4: That's so sweet.
0: Yeah, so we operate across Canada. We're a national nonprofit. Um, We've done the majority of our adoptions in Nova Scotia. But we've done one in New Brunswick, one in Toronto, one in Calgary. And we have cats on our website right now that are from across the country. Oh.
3: You know, I
4: would love to. So this is such amazing. a great. This is such a great. Um, I mean, just like the whole initiative is incredible. I would love to. Um, something that I I thought about doing a lot and I ended up doing it. I ended up doing it myself with my, me and, and my parents um, is, well, when there wasn't a global pandemic happening. I traveled a lot. Um, I own a yoga studio and we run yoga retreats all over the world and teacher trainings and stuff. And, um, and you know, most of the places that we go, there's like crazy stray populations, yeah. you know, just like, you know, and, and I went to, uh, and I always had this thought, like I was traveling for many years doing this and I was thinking and, you know, always, you know, spending time in a town and like, you kind of get to know the strays, like they they roll in packs yeah. and you, and you kind of, you see the ones that really, really are just super affectionate and, and, you know, they, they just, they just want to be, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of like they're, dom- they're domesticated animals that don't have a home. Like they've, they're, they like lineage has been domesticated, yeah. but they're without a home. They want to, they want love. Ooh. And, um, and I always, you know, I, I would always make some relationship with a, with a, a stray dog or, a, or usually a dog in a, in a, in a town. And, um, in 2017 or 2018, I was in Morocco. And you got rabies. And I did not get <laughs> rabies. And I ended up, there was, th- you know, we were in this really small, like, crazy, cra- crazy rural village. And I ended up, a pup, there was a, a six-month-old dog, or I found out later that he was six months. And I ended up taking him home. And, and I went through all the, went you know, jumped through a lot of hoops in, yeah. in the town to to get him, you know, vaccinated and dewormed and flea bath and cleaned up cause he was in a whole, he was a whole mess and, um, and brought him home and he lives with my parents now. And, and I was like, oh man, I finally did that thing that I always wanted to do. But my intention before that was to, was not to have the dog, but to go and, and, and bring a dog home and then find a family that would like to adopt the dog afterwards. Yeah, And, um, and I, I would love, like, I, I don't know, I'm thinking like, man, it'd be sweet if I get to travel, if I restart my travel yeah. to almost like link up with you and like find, like through the network that you have, like try to.
2: But they have to-, to be the pets of a terminal <laughs> grandparent. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah. final, that is final. So
0: we have had to be really strict on that. So actually it was our, I want to say third week of operation. At that point we were getting like, 500 emails a day from people around the world. Right. Like they were calling me like these crazy things, like a hero and a savior and like all of, like people will literally write to me just to thank me for doing this and to compliment me. And I'm like, I'm a stranger on the internet. Like I could be a terrible person. You have no idea anything Mm -hmm. about me. Like, Mm. um, but people were writing, just write these incredible things. But we were getting a lot of emails from people that were terminally ill. They were diagnosed with cancer or something awful and they didn't have a long time to live and Mm -hmm. said, hey, I know this is for seniors, but can we use your service too? And I remember sitting in my brand new apartment because I had finally got the vaccine and been able to move out of my parents' house. Thank goodness. Love you, mom and dad. (laughs) Um, Sitting in my brand new apartment and like just sitting on the couch thinking like I couldn't imagine being terminally ill trying to find a home for your pet. Nobody you love will take that animal. So desperate to do the right thing for your animal and make sure they're okay after you're not here. And you're reaching out to this organization asking if we'd help. And I was sitting there, I was like, I wish we could change our brand to be seniors and terminally ill people. And I was like, this is my fucking brand. (laughs) It can be whatever I want it to be. (laughs) We're three weeks in, I can make the rules. This is my brand, this is my company. So I changed our whole mission. And I changed it to seniors and terminally ill people oh. because I never want somebody to have to be like, I just couldn't imagine like if that can make things sim- like just a tiny bit easier for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been at least five of our cats have belonged to terminally ill people oh. that mm. have reached out to us or it's people that have reached out like after they've passed oh. for help. And like if, it was just so easy. It was just such a simple change. And I just remember I put on a f- post at a Facebook post. And then again, the email started flowing mm. in because I like that's what I've said our main form of communication yeah. will be is just send us an email and we just have a general like hello at mygrandfatherscat.ca and I just tell people send us an email and like we'll get back to you and it's yeah we're still getting about 50 to 100 emails a day crazy yeah. yeah and because people will come across the TikTok or they'll come across our website and they just want to thank me for doing this, and that's got to be the weirdest thing about Yeah, it's crazy how
4: big of a need it highlights. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm just for our listeners, uh, just throwing this out there because I want all these animals to have really lovely forever (laughs) homes. Uh, Anyone listening to the podcast, living in Vancouver, British Columbia, Princess is looking for a home, and Princess is a very beautiful 12-year-old cat. Anyone in Sydney, Nova Scotia, Jada is also looking for a home, and Jada is probably... One of the sweetest cats I think I've ever seen.
0: Black cat, just in time for Halloween. I just so so, so perfectly cute.
2: Uh, kitty in Scarborough, Ontario, is a three-year-old lady who uh, might be timid with strangers, but loves to chat and be loved once she gets to know you, and mm-hmm. is a fucking chonker. Yeah, uh, she needs to go on a diet. We're all aware of that. She does. <laughs> Copper in Oakville, Ontario, is also just the sweetest little orange kitty and uh, if anyone wants to look at look at the adoptables, uh, it's mygrandfatherscatca slash our adoptables um, What a story! Yeah, I I really <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm so glad that you a came on the show to to take us through a really personal intense experience that you had, but then also to show us the the light that was eventually at the end of that tunnel um, with with. How just incredible this this organization is. Um I we've I mean we've talked about it at length, but before we wrap here, just give our listeners one more uh chance to know where they can follow uh along with Mackenzie, where they can follow along with my grandfather's cat, how they can follow you.
0: Yeah, so we are just mygrandfatherscat.ca at my grandfather's cat on all channels. Um Mackenzie, her Instagram is at Grumpy Mac. And our my Instagram as well as um, our TikTok is at um, @angrefuse but with an e, with a three instead of an e. I don't know. Ten years ago, I thought it was cool. I thought it was pretty a cool, cool. handle. It's still pretty so. cool.
4: And when video game culture, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah so totally. I thought that was cool. So sweet. But yeah, that's where you can find us. Mackenzie and I will be going on adventures soon. As soon as you know. I recover from whiplash, which is very real, everybody. Whiplash very is real. Very, very real. real.
4: <laughs> not just a money disease. It is not.
0: It is not made up. It's very real. I apologize to everyone. I've been an asshole, too, about whiplash. I know, your lawyer,
2: I know your lawyer was the one that tol- told you to say that. So, We're just going uh, <laughs> to uh, call this episode whiplash is real. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whiplash <laughs> is Angela,
2: real. Uh, thank you so much for coming into the studio thank and chatting with us. Me. This has been really fun. Yeah.
0: Thanks, guys.
2: Well, there you have it, folks. That was our episode with Angela. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, highly, highly suggest you go check out um, uh, my grandfather's cat uh, social media and uh, Mackenzie's social media. Those those videos are absolutely friggin' hilarious. And uh, and again, mygrandfatherscat.ca. Go check it out if you're uh, if you're looking to adopt um, a sweet little kitty, and uh, you live in Canada. Um, There's lots of little, little sweethearts in there. So go check them out. Um, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this journey with us. Um, we really appreciate each and every one of you, especially our patrons. We love you guys to death. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review means the world to us. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. Um, and of course, every Friday we are on YouTube with our Feel Good Friday episodes. We're having lots of fun over there. Thanks to everybody who's chiming in on the comment section there. Really fun to see your thoughts. That is um, all for this week. We'll be back uh, every Wednesday, Friday, Monday, all that stuff. If you want to reach out to us in any um, to tell us anything, you can just send us an email, letters at sickboypodcast.com. And um, if you want to be a guest on the show, SickBoyPodcast.com slash contact, and you can fill out the future guest form. SickBoy Podcast is brought to you by myself, Jeremy Saunders, uh, Taylor McGilvery, and Brian Stever. It is managed by Jeffrey Lonas. Sound design is coming at you from our friend Donovan the CPAP Morgan. And of course, our theme music for these Monday episodes is the now defunct Take Part. That is it for this week. I am Jeremy. This is SickBoy.